0: hello beautiful people it's your girl britain ball of the be chic podcast welcome back to the show On the Be Podcast, we talk about the healthy balance between your money, career, passion, and purpose. And today I'm talking about a somewhat mixture of all of those. But honestly, it's just story time catching up with me and how life has been in Seattle. I've done quite a few episodes so far talking about our cross-country move and how we managed to make it happen financially and organization-wise and a few things that I've learned since moving here so far. Of course, the journey has not ended. We've been here for almost six months now and there's just so much more. We have learned about the area and getting settled into our new place has definitely been a journey of its own. (laughs) Of course, there's ups and downs, but today I want to talk about some of the challenging things about living in Seattle and living in the Pacific Northwest that might be a bit different from other parts of the country that you might just be interested in knowing or not <laughs> even if you're not interested in the story time. There might be some lessons for you in reevaluating what your preferences are, what you look for, and where you decide to live and Just gives a reason for you to evaluate your living situation and thinking about potential changes in the future. I am only 29. I say only because I do not want to accept that I'm very close to 30 and my husband is soon to be 30 years old. And so we still see ourselves in this stage where we are growing in our careers and open to opportunities to take us to new places and experience new things along the way. And because we do not feel tethered to any place that we move to, we are always staying open minded about whether we want to move or not, but also embracing the journey and doing everything we can to make the most out of where we're at. So as an almost year in recap, I wanted to talk a little bit more about how our experience has been in Seattle and kind of what I've learned so far. And at the end, I will not leave you hanging. I will share some things that I do love about living here that has really enriched my journey that I think will help me grow as I continue to explore my career, my passion projects, and just our relationships and life in general. So the number one thing that I probably dislike since moving to Seattle is the time difference. With us being on the Pacific coast, we are, of course, in the Pacific time zone. And so that puts us one hour behind mountain time, two hours behind central time and three hours behind the eastern time zone. We have a lot of friends and family that live in the central time zone. And so it is very easy for us to let the evenings get away from us. And we end up reaching out to people or wanting to um, just communicate with friends and family in the evenings. And it's way too late. It's 10, 11 o'clock their times and we're still in the middle of our evenings. And so that can become very frustrating when You are caught up in the things that you want to do immediately after work, especially if errands are involved and it requires a drive down to this store and that store. And that adds up to an hour or two of your evening. It cuts into those waking hours that others that you know who are in an earlier time zone, it cuts into that time that they don't have anymore. And so that has been a big adjustment for us both. For my job, though, it has been a little difficult as well because I have to work with a lot of people who are in the central time zone and a few people who are in the eastern time zone. And so I have not fully transitioned to the Pacific time, although I do wake up at a decent time, 6 a.m. for my body. That's not too bad, but I do find myself still struggling to actually get out of the bed it is hard trying to balance early meetings, some days that I need to log on early, and some days where I need to work late, and it's well past the time that others have logged off from work and I need to communicate with them. My company does not do the best at um, asynchronous communication, which is common for a lot of corporations uh, in america that are still very uh what's the right word zealous about in-person work and so that is something that has been interesting to navigate and it really throws off my personal management and being successful in my career nonetheless i still press on and do the best that i can but this time difference is not my favorite part The next thing that I'm not a big fan of that you can probably guess is the high cost of living. It has not been that bad of a transition for us because we have seen a rise in prices across the country and we're all experiencing the same recession, quote unquote. I really don't believe in it because it's all man made and it really can all be avoided, but we are all. Uh, victims, or I should say recipients of inflation, rise of unnecessary costs that have affected our household budget and our bottom line, and being able to still keep up with the standard of living that we expect. And some of the things that we want to continue to do, such as sending our dog to daycare a few times a week, it has really put a strain on our budget. Now, in the last couple of episodes, I have talked a lot about how I have adjusted my budget in order to compensate for these things. But I can't lie, it really does try to put a lot of stress on me. And I'm constantly working very hard and being very active with my money mindset and my finances and my budgeting to make sure that I'm doing everything I can to mitigate any damage done to my budget and to my finances. And now, of course, there are some mistakes here and there, like overspending in some areas and not realizing it until it's too late. But those are things that can always be corrected as long as I'm continually looking at my budget and making adjustments. I also shared in the past couple of episodes that I sold my car and that was a benefit in the sense that we were not holding on to this depreciable asset that wasn't really doing much for us and knowing that we could make do with just one car and take advantage of the public transportation here. That's all great and I love that we're saving that money in our budget, but it quickly got absorbed into other areas and just made it easier for us to accommodate different things. So one out of ten stars I know you can only go up to five but one out of ten do not recommend it is very expensive on the west coast and I would highly encourage anyone who's looking to move out here to be expecting a six-figure salary um for you and your partner if you want to be comfortable to not have to worry about the uh cost of living so much This next one is more so for my husband since he's not on the podcast, but it has been a big point of contention for him it is surprisingly finding a barber out here that does good work, at least work that he looks for in key areas of his haircut. So that includes the the taper on the sides and the back and his hairline. And there have been lots of experimenting with different barbers who just don't make the cut But that does cause for a little bit more stressful period in between of growing his hair back. And I just find that very interesting. And it makes me wonder, is it just that he hasn't gone through enough rough instances of going to barbers who aren't as experienced as he wants them to be? Or is it that there just aren't any quality barbers out here for black men? I have no idea, but I know it's been kind of a rough transition for him. Now, for me, working with my hair has not been too bad. I have been doing all of my own maintenance, and although it was an adjustment back to doing my own hair, I have adjusted. However, it would be nice to be able to go to a trusted lactation who can wash and style and retwist my hair off for one beautiful price (laughs) I have not seen anyone to match the price of my lactation in Texas, and I don't anticipate to find anyone who have rates as great as hers just because she is a gem and she is blessed in so many ways that she's able to pass along savings to her clientele. And that's all I can think to say, because it's amazing the work that she does for how much she charges. And if you want to know the details, if you reach out to me personally, I do not mind sharing. I will not gatekeep that information. But here, I'm sure there are people I can go to. There are a few shops I've identified, but I'm just not interested in paying one hundred fifty dollars per visit. And that doesn't even include styling. And I was used to going to the shop every two weeks. Hard pass, you know. Um, so that's not as big of a thing for me, but it has been a point of tension and um unfortunately disappointment for my husband. So I thought I'd share that because I assume that there are people who are listening to my podcast who are uh black as well and want to know what the black experience is like in Seattle. This has been our experience. I'm sure it's not reflective of everyone's experience here, especially those who are native and know the area and the people and the Uh, places to go but that's just been our experience so far and lastly I think this is more so of a an observation as of late because of the season that we're in but boy people were not lying when they talked about how a Facting it is to live through a fall and winter in Seattle with no sun, <laughs> and obviously the sun does rise, but it's very cloudy and rainy days. The rain honestly does not bother me. If anything, I feel for my dog while he's trying to find somewhere to relieve himself outside while all this rain is hitting him because we have not gotten him a raincoat yet. But me walking in the rain with my jacket on and also observing it from indoors, it's not that bad. And it hasn't been too often, like I haven't seen more than two, three days at a time consecutively with Ray. But what is probably the hardest part to navigate, which I've heard other people talk about, is the lack of sunlight and the quickness of the vitamin D deficiency that hits without you even noticing. I've gone a couple of weeks before I realized the mental state that I'm struggling with is because of my lack of vitamin D and getting enough time outside because I am going outside, but not enough time outside. And my body just like not doing well with this all indoor lifestyle. So that has been very difficult. And on the flip side, although the summers are absolutely gorgeous outside, it's somewhat hard To still enjoy the summer on all fronts when there is no AC, uh, central AC, I should say, throughout most of the apartments and even homes. And so using portable ACs, wall units, strong fans and stuff like that can only do so much in relieving you throughout that entire time. I will say my electric bill was actually a lot lower at that time, even though we had fans blasting on 10 all the time. But... I wouldn't say it's my favorite time of year to be indoors, (laughs) unless I was back at the hotel that we stayed at for a few days before moving into our apartment. So, yeah... I guess overall, just there are some disadvantages that make living here a bit uncomfortable in multiple seasons. Now, we've only lived through a summer, fall and now going into winter so far. So I'll keep you all updated when we get into spring and it starts to look a bit more lively outside and the trees start to bloom again that are right outside our door. Obviously, we still have our evergreens in full bloom. But once things start to feel a little bit more lively again, we can talk about that adjustment Of the cool slash warm springtime. And lastly, I will talk about what I love about living here in Seattle. On a personal note, I have been able to step back and really focus on things that are important to me that have always taken the back burner while I was in environments where there was lots of distractions of being with family and friends. A lot of times that I spent towards nurturing relationships, I wasn't spending enough time nurturing my own passion projects and my business. Living here without knowing too many people have, has given me the free time to actually be consistent and very strategic about how I move forward with my business and goals that I have and actually pursuing those goals. And that's something that invigorates me so much because it's something I've yearned for for so long, but it was just hard for me to find a balance. I'm hoping with the progress that I make here, I can continue to operate off of that momentum if and when we do decide to move to another place in the future. So I've really been able to hone some personal growth and it's something that I have been enjoying the ride for for the last couple of months. And it's been great. I also love just how beautiful it is here. Even in the winter, I find myself on walks with a dog and stop and just take in the, the beauty and the wonder of what the Lord has created. And that's so great. But on top of that, there are some cool things to experience here that you can't find in other places. Yes, there may be a coffee shop on every corner, but is there a coffee shop of a different brand with their own specialty on every corner in other cities? Probably not as much maybe in very iconic cities like Paris, but Seattle is known not only for Starbucks, but for their local coffee shops and brands, which is so cool. There is also a lot to take in artistically. There are so many museums and such that I have not visited yet that I look forward to doing so. And there are a lot of uh, like hole in the wall, so to speak, places that we still have on our list to visit. I do not have too much faith in the restaurants because we haven't had the best of luck of food here after living in. Uh, the barbecue Mecca of Texas, but I am still open to the opportunity to experience the things that they do have, especially things that are a ferry ride away because we have not ridden ferries before. So there are things that are new, exciting, and different here that we might not have in other areas of the country. And so we're so excited to try that and be able to say we've done it While we're still living here and once we're gone, we can say we've experienced that and not just as visitors on vacation, but as natives. And I hate to leave this podcast on a negative note, but I remembered a very important thing that has been kind of a disadvantage to living out West and living in the Pacific Northwest that I wanted to share. If you are interested in hearing about some of the real negative sides of living on the West Coast and in the Pacific Northwest. And that is traveling to any other part of the country. I knew this was the case and it was something that we were gonna have to adjust to, but I didn't know what our game plan was until we had to start navigating it. The ticket prices are so much higher for airfare when trying to travel to other parts of the country when coming from the West Coast. And same for vice versa. And let's not even get started on the time difference that affects your travel as well. Needless to say, we've had to get creative and definitely ask for support in some ways in order to visit family back in Wisconsin. But that is something that has really put another layer of stress on our lives because we are very family oriented. Being able to go back to Wisconsin to visit family as often as we like to. And the fact that we have a dog that is too big to take onto a plane with us. And technically, he can ride cargo, but not during extreme weather parts of the year, which happen to be the times that we travel the most the summer and winter. We have to leave him in the town that we currently live in for boarding and that's another layer of fees that we have to worry about so that's just something else that we have to consider with living here and although it is a pain in the butt it's just a reality that we have to deal with there are trade-offs with everything and that's just one of those negatives that we have to uh, keep in mind and when I say expensive I mean expensive like 800 plus dollar tickets for heavy travel periods of the year, which is understandable because there's going to be more traffic around the holidays. But good God, it is high. And so we just have to be creative and honestly plan for it months in advance for like the full year. We only really had half a year to plan for Christmas travel from Seattle this year. But uh, it's something that will definitely be top of mind year round for us, whether we're going back to Wisconsin or other parts of the country. So that's it for today. I really didn't want to sound like a Debbie Downer, but I did want to give an update on life here in Seattle and how it could affect you if you were thinking about moving to the Pacific Northwest. Of course, it's a wonderful place to visit. And if you know me personally, definitely reach out so we can link up and I can help you. um Playing your trip out here. But for those of you who are still considering moving out here or moving to somewhere else, I highly encourage you to just think about some of those things that you might take it for granted where you currently live. We just realized most recently that we had a great arrangement with the people who do our hair, with the people who watch our dogs and we had to adjust and find alternatives when moving here to Seattle and also the change in cost of living Not really knowing that it was going to be such a big difference in inflation within the country on top of the change in cost of living. We've had to do a lot of adjusting to account for that. So that's something that we didn't really think about because we didn't really know what was in store. But obviously we're navigating as best as we can. But at the end of the day, we are still making new Memories. We're experiencing different things that we wouldn't necessarily experience in other parts of the country. And it's just really exciting to be able to share with others how life is different and how life can be enriched by living in different places and to potentially have those stories for our kids in the future. So for now, we're just enjoying the ride. We're taking the good with the bad. And this is something that is helping us grow as people with our relationship within ourselves, forcing us to get out of our comfort zone We're making friends. And if that's something that you feel like you need in your life, maybe it is time to move to another city or a new country even, depending on your situation. But there are multiple things that you have to reflect on. And hopefully this episode gave you a glimpse into what those are. So that's it for this week. Next week, I'll be back with this heat. But until then, keep it sheet.